Well, thank you for being with us this evening. We are uh, in the middle of a series on Sunday night entitled Transitions, and we've been talking about some of the major transitions in life. I know there's others, but we have focused on really the highlights, and tonight we're looking at the transition to the golden years. Now, I understand we do a little word gymnastics there because we don't really want to call that what it is, right? We call them prime timers, the golden years, whatever. A little long in the tooth, however we want to call that. Uh, but uh, these three men have agreed to come up here and kind of share some things with us tonight. Uh, we have Forrest McCann, 87 years of age. We have Jack Kofer, 80 years of age. And then we have the youngin, David K. Singer, who is 67. And uh, all of these men bring something different to the discussion tonight. Is why I asked them. I know there's others out there that could really... Uh, give us some good information as well, but uh, especially David, you know, David is, uh, you know, just 67. He's not, he's not quite at the level of these other two guys, but David has dealt with uh, the loss of a spouse, and he's struggling with Parkinson's, and so I think he brings another perspective to this that uh, I wanted to include in this discussion. Um, I don't know much about the golden years. I'm not there yet, and so rather than me preaching on it, I thought it'd be a good thing to gather these guys and let them kind of talk about how does ministry, how does servanthood change as you get later in life. And I had these three guys come together a couple of weeks ago, and we, we sat around and we talked about what we are going to talk about tonight. And uh, Jack told me, he said, my wife would tell you not to put a microphone in front of me. So I have, <laughs> I have asked them to kind of keep the comments brief so we can get through this, but, uh, but to also share their wisdom because they have a lot of wisdom. Um, first question. And we're going to kind of pass the microphone down. Uh, I know y'all know what this is, so you just you talk into that, right? Um, first question. Forrest, if you would kick us off. And the first question, I, I kind of want y'all to talk about what kind of adaptation or adjustments do you have to make as you move from a younger person serving the Lord to an older person? Well, first of all, the golden years may not have that much gold. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to think about that. <laughs> well, physically, of course, you just can't do. You all saw me struggle to get up here, you know. You, can't, you just can't do what you used to could do. When I was little, you could run, and it was as if your feet weren't even touching the ground. And now I can't feel my feet. <laughs> So, you know, it makes a, makes a big difference sometimes. But I, I've been blessed to live a long time now, much longer than my parents ever lived. My brother's already dead. So I'm grateful to be here. But, you know, while certain things have changed, other things haven't changed. I've been preaching the gospel since I was 16 years old. That's a long time. But uh, I can still preach the gospel. You know. I used to be a song leader. I led singing for meetings. I preached in half the counties of the state of Florida. Led singing for meetings in lots of them. I can't do that singing anymore. But God has been good to us, you know. And so I'm very grateful for that. Thank you, Forrest. Jack, your ideas on, on what are some of the challenges as you get older in serving in the Lord's Church? Well, some of the challenges, and by the way, uh, 
I didn't know I was in the golden years till Chris asked me to do this. <laughs> but some of the challenges that as you get older, you have to remember that most of us didn't even know what a television was when we were young. We didn't have a telephone. Communication was slow at best. And now we have the communication is instantaneously. And we use it most of it seems like on the social media for bad rather than good. But uh, communication has changed. That's something we've had to adapt to. Uh, one thing that has not changed, and that is the church, the precepts of the church. They are timeless. The things you read about in Galatians 5, about the fruits of the Spirit and the lust of the flesh, those are timeless. Those are not what changed. What changed are the people and the culture. And that is the thing that's changed the most that I've noticed uh, about me. And one thing I miss, I told you not to let me have a microphone. <laughs> one thing I miss is when I was a lad and on Sunday morning, we would get up and we would go to church. And we had church. We had songs and we had Bible studies and in between, the men would go out and smoke a cigarette while they set the building up for the service. And then we would go back in the service, and if the preacher did not preach at least an hour, he wasn't doing his job. <laughs> so those are, those are some... And are you wanting to go back to that? Are you advocating for that? Yes, I would go back to that in a heartbeat. Uh, because also, when you got out of church, you didn't have to tried to beat everybody to the restaurants because the restaurants weren't open. You went home and you had a meal and you had family and you had fellowship. And then that afternoon, you didn't mow the yard. You didn't go. You might have a softball game or something like that. But Sunday was Sunday then. And it was a large day. Thank you, Jack. David, I know you've uh, had some personal challenges over the years, and you've been willing to share that, and I appreciate that. And so maybe personally for you, how have, how have you had to adapt and adjust? Well, you have physical limitations sure. that you didn't have before. And with Parkinson's, your voice, like Linda Ronstadt, she can't <laughs> sing anymore. Yeah. And she used to sing. So you... You have to work through the limitations that you have. So far, it hadn't affected my voice too much. I'm still able to talk. But I, I can tell that it's gotten to my yodeling a little bit. <laughs> so I have to be careful there. But And then you've got this little shake that shows up every once in a while, especially when you're in front of a bunch of people. <laughs> so it's here. But... Your attitude is the whole thing. You got to have a good attitude, and you can work through the limitations that you have, and that's one way that you can go through it. And I'll talk more about that later. So a positive attitude, yes, accepting, embracing the change. 
That's right. Would any would any of you three like to go back to when you were 2021 and do it all over again, or are you you pretty satisfied with where you're at right now? I think we're closer to to the Lord coming back. Yes. So that makes us want to just keep moving forward. Absolutely. Good answer. Because we got good we got good things coming. Yes, sir. Jack, you answered about three questions in one, so. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, if you would, pass it along to Forrest here. And Forrest, I want to I ask, you know, David talked about attitude. How about mindset? I mean, how has your mindset changed? I mean, um, you know, you mentioned that you can't do the things that you used to could do. Um, so mindset, do you pick up new things? You know, the, the old saying is you don't ever retire, you reenlist. Um, is, is that the way you've approached this? You said you can't sing anymore, and I know that was something that was near and dear to your heart. Yeah, that's right. It, it, it was. And, and I can still make a joyful noise. You know, but <laughs> other than that, not too much some of the times. Right. I had the privilege, though, of editing two editions of great songs of the church, mm -hmm. and that was a great blessing to me. A lot of people may not know you have basically a museum of songbooks in your house. Yeah, I have a lot of songbooks. A lot of, a lot yeah. of songbooks. But, uh, you know, you keep doing what you've done. When I was uh, 14 years old, I did not own a Bible. I came up in a divided home. Mm -hmm. My mother was a Christian. My father supposed to belong to a denomination, but he wouldn't go to church. But uh, we moved to Florida when I was 14 after my dad had died. And my mother became a teacher at Florida Christian College. Rob Haley's father taught there. And uh, I'd never seen such a religious bunch. Mm -hmm. I mean, we just prayed and we sang and we read the Bible and we studied it. It was like a revelation to me. And I think that for our young people over here, David said in the 119th Psalm, wherewith shall a young man, young woman for that matter, cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. That's where we get the song, how shall the young secure their hearts from? Isaac Watts wrote that song. You know. But there are other passages that you just hang your hat on as you go along. And, and so that much hasn't changed. And I'm glad, you know. Paul said to Timothy that let no man despise thy youth, but be an example. And even when you're young, you can be an example, you know. And then you, you go to a psalm like Psalm 71, and it's a prayer of an old man. And it basically says, God, don't let me fail you just because I'm old. I like that. And so I think that's, that's what we ought to think about. It's interesting. Preachers are going to preach, aren't they? I love it, Forrest. Thank you. Jack, how's your mindset changed? You know, I mean, you're still very active, and we appreciate what you do here. But uh, is it a change in mindset, or just keep doing what you're doing? Your mindset changed. You ask if I want to go back and be 21. My answer is no. <laughs> because, the, you know, when you're young, you're still experimenting. You still don't know what the world is like. As you get older, you learn uh, those things. And uh, so my mindset has changed as I've gotten older. 
And one thing that has changed more than anything else is I trust the Lord more now than I did when I was 21. And why is that? Because when I was 21, I thought I could whip the world. <laughs> I thought I could do it myself. It takes a certain amount of maturity to learn that you are not in charge of your destiny. Well, and I've noticed something else. I've noticed that when, as Christians grow older, maybe even non-Christians, you know, many people come to the Lord later in life because, you know, they're nearing uh, death and they're thinking about that all the time, and so they know they need to do something. And, you know, the most faithful among us tend to be those who are in their golden years, um, and, and I thought that's what you might were alluding to is yeah. the fact that, you know, as you get older, you draw closer to God. You do. You, you don't take things for granted like you did when you were younger, perhaps. You talk to God a lot more. Yeah. And you don't, you, things do not affect you the way they did. Uh, I know one question was, uh, how have you adapted? And one of the ways I have adapted is I don't let the small things, I don't sweat the small things. Yeah. You know, used to, you get excited about and worry about the what ifs and what's going to happen. And you soon learn to say, trust the Lord. You know, you're not, you're not cut out to be the president of the United States. Yeah. But it's, it doesn't diminish your worth just because you're not. And, uh, you know, you want to help people. One of the things that bothers me and that I've noticed uh, and Forrest and David have both lived through this. We've lived through uh, changes in our society. Uh, one of the changes that a lot of people here have lived through, but maybe not at the age we lived through it, and that was the hippie revolution mm -hmm. and the change in the culture of that. And then we come along with the millennials mm -hmm. and the culture has changed. In our culture now, we're, you know, we talk openly talk about gay marriage. Mm -hmm. We openly talk about things that are anathema to God. Mm -hmm. And if we, you know, a man once said, evil can only thrive where good men do nothing. Mm -hmm. So somewhere, somebody, we need to start speaking up and saying, that is wrong. Mm -hmm. Don't take the philosophy of the hippies if you... You know, it was existentialism. They said there is no absolute value. There is an absolute value. Yeah. So you've, you've kind of seen all these cultural trends come and go, and, and right. the one thing that's constant is God is God. Right. That's what I hear you saying. And there's one constant. Uh -huh. That's God. He never yeah. changes. Yeah. David, I'm going to ask you a different question. All right. um, we're talking about service, dedication to God, all those kind of things. Um, how have you grown in your relationship to God through the different personal things that you've dealt with? Um, how has that brought you closer? Because you're an inspiration to me, and I know you are to a lot of people, and how, you, and how you've uh, handled all of that. Talk a little bit about that, if you will. Well, one of the things that I've discovered is in trust in the Lord, just like you said. And I think, young people, I'd tell you to, in the front of your Bible, you need to put... Proverbs 3, 5, write that scripture down, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on his own understanding. I heard of a guy that 
went rock climbing one day, and he was new at it, so he didn't know exactly what he was doing. He got a couple of men to go with him that were experienced. And the first thing that happened is when he got about halfway up, he fell in a crevice. And so the two experienced guys came out and told him, we'll get you out of there, but you've got to not hug the wall of the mountain, but to go back and go toward the sky, look at the sky. And so he did that, and immediately he was pulled free and out. And it was contrary to what he thought. So sometimes we have to do things that are contrary to what we think that they should be, and that helps us get through. But if we trust in the Lord and lean not on his understanding, you know, his understanding is much better. We don't understand it all. My wife passed away, and I don't understand why, but I trust in the Lord. And so that's what I need to do. That's the way to get through it. Thank you, David. Appreciate that. Forrest? Just for uh, entertainment's sake, what, what are some of the biggest changes that you've seen over the years? Uh, we were talking about this when we, when we got together that Thursday. Some of the biggest changes in, you know, the church going forward. And we talked about, you know, we didn't want to be negative and talk about all negative things. But, you know, some of the things just not even positive, some positive, but also just, just changes you've seen. We talked about how used to gospel meetings were two weeks long. Uh, you said, you know, the preacher didn't preach an hour. Then, you know, what are, what are some of those things that you witnessed, as, witnessed for, for better or for worse? Well, some things have changed for the better, probably, but uh, we sing songs that I still can't, I don't know the words to, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but that's all right. I can learn words, you know, it's a good thing, so, but uh, we, we may be neglecting some of the great treasury of hymnology mm -hmm. that's available to us. And uh, I hope we won't fail that. I think that, that could be a, a positive addition sure. to what we're doing. And I'm really grateful to be part of this congregation and to have the song-leading talent that we have in this church. Because when I was a little kid in Lomita, Texas, we didn't go to church much. But sometimes there wouldn't be a man to lead the singing. And we'd have a man stand up with a songbook in his hand, and he would announce the number. He couldn't carry a tune in a sack, <laughs> you know. And so there's a lady like you, Martha, sitting on the second or third row, and the sister raised the tune, as they say. <laughs> she started the song. <laughs> well, I'm glad for this plethora of song leaders that we have here and the good, good job they do, you know. So I think that's good. I hope that our congregations will always hold on to the old paths. Jeremiah, you know, wept over his people because they were going to be destroyed by the Babylonians. And he said, stand in the ways and see and ask for the old paths wherein is the good way and walk therein 
and ye shall find rest for your souls. But you say, we will not walk therein. And I think that's happened to many of our congregations today. It's no longer, we require, thus saith the Lord, for every item of faith and practice. You know, back to the book. It's not there, then it's not part of our religious life. And so we do live in a time of change, Jack. You know, our culture constantly beats on us. And uh, we, we need to constantly pray about that. And the other thing, and then, then I'll hush, the other thing is that we need to be constantly watching for the Lord. Not just waiting for the Lord, but watching for the Lord. Jesus said, watch, for ye know not the day nor the hour. You know? And so, I'm not going to live another 87 years. You know? But some of you will. Some of you will. You know? And we need to be looking for him. And I keep praying every day, come Lord Jesus. And I think that ought to be our prayer. Thank you. That's a great prayer. Jack, when we were talking about this, one of the things you said that you noticed that has changed is there's more of a focus these days on grace, the grace of God. You didn't hear a lot of that growing up and preaching. Talk a little bit about that. Well, as you know, when we were lads, the church, they didn't talk about the grace of God a lot in the church. And this is one of the good things I think that we have accepted that we are saved by grace through God. And I know when I was 18 years old, they didn't have anybody that would teach the adult class. So I drew the short straw. <laughs> and so I, I was teaching it. And one day I made a statement that I said, I don't want justice in that day of judgment. I want mercy because I don't think I could survive justice. Right. And, you know, that, that went You long. don't want what you deserve, basically. And about 40 years later, I was back visiting with more than that because, and there was an old lady in the, in the church. She A prime-timer. You know, yeah, oh, golden years. She lived to be 106 <laughs> years old. Okay. And she came up to me, and she said, I'll never forget what you said. Yeah. I said, what did I say? <laughs> he said, you said that you wanted justice, I mean mercy, and not justice. Yeah. She said, I've thought about that a lot. Yeah. Well, grace is why we have mercy and not justice. Sure. None of us here really earns our way to heaven. So, you know, I remember when I was a kid, I used to just, oh, I'd do all the good things, you know, and I'd, I'd, I'd help old granny up in the car. I'd, I'd do just, and then I'd do something. I'd, I'd do something bad, and I'd think, there I go, I just wasted the whole week of doing good. <laughs> so, you know, I didn't understand grace at the time. Right. And so. So it's a good thing that we've been focused on. It's that. a good and thing. I think it's a good thing we focus on yeah, grace, because yeah. it's by the grace of God that any of us 
we'll see heaven. Absolutely. David, what, if, you were to, uh, if you were to give one piece of advice, if you could leave one thing with people before you pass from this earth and your years of experience and just life is a good teacher, they say, if you could leave one nugget of wisdom, what would that be? Uh, there's so many <laughs> good ideas. Uh, Maybe something that's impacted you that you would want to share uh, with others. I think it's like that scripture, trust in the Lord. You need to trust in him and he'll lead you through the path the right way. Well, you said something a while ago about you don't understand why you lost your wife and why mm -hmm. you got Parkinson's, but yet you've always continued to trust in God and to push forward and you feel blessed. You've told me that, that yeah, you so still feel like am. you have explained that a little bit. Well, Where does that come from? It comes from our trusting in the Lord that he's going to provide for us what we need. It may not be what we want. We want more. Mm -hmm. But what we need, he's going to give to us, and we can make it through. And he's always going to be there for us. The hope, and, the hope that comes through him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And we know that this place, we like to think of it as being a good home. Mm -hmm. But we're heading to a better home. Sure. And that's what we got to look forward to. The home that's prepared for us by Jesus. Sure. And that's so much better than what we have here on the earth. Absolutely. And we got to trust in that, which we do. Yeah. As Christians. Well, thank you. Boris, what would you, what would you tell people? If you, if you could, uh, in your 87 years of experience, the one thing you've learned that you'd like to pass on to others. Well, what Jack said about grace, that's prime. But there are three passages, young folks. One's found in Titus 2. It says, the grace of God hath appeared. That happened when Jesus came. Romans chapter 5 says, the grace wherein we stand. First Peter says, looking for the grace that shall be brought to us at the appearing of Jesus Christ. That's the whole gamut right there, you see. I'm an old English teacher as well as a preacher. You may have tangible wealth untold, caskets of jewels and coffers of gold richer than I. You never can be. I had a mother who read to me. Well, that's right. I've been teaching poetry and stuff like that for a long time. And when we sing out of this hymn book, we sing in poems. You know, sometimes they rhyme, sometimes they don't. But grasp onto that. That's, that's part of God's grace for us, you know. We, we sing a song sometimes, the, How Firm a Foundation. E'en down to old age, all my people shall prove my sovereign, eternal, unchangeable love. And when gray hairs shall our temples adorn, you still shall like lambs in his bosom be born. That's good, see. Robert Browning said, grow old along with me, the best is yet to be the last of life for which the first was made. 
My times are in his hand. That's from the Psalms. Who saith a whole I planned. Youth shows but half. See all. Trust God. Nor be afraid. Thank you. Thank all of you guys so much. We're about out of time. I want to appreciate, uh, sh just share my appreciation for not just being here tonight and, and doing this with me, but also just what you add to this congregation. I've always felt like that perhaps the most neglected group in any congregation can be our, uh, our golden agers because I think preachers a lot of times, teachers assume, well, they just know this. We don't have to go over this again. We'll focus on the younger families because that's the future of a congregation, all that. And so I, I hope that is never, ever perceived that way here. We value our folks that, uh, that have just gained so much wisdom over the years and have so much to impart to us. And so thank you all. Thank all of you. I appreciate you so much. Let's, uh, let's have a word of prayer, and then uh, we'll have an invitation. Let's pray. Most kind and gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for life. We thank you for the transitions of life, even though that they can be difficult. We pray, Lord, that we can go through them with you, that whatever the transition is, we can cling to you and, and allow you to help us through it. And God, we thank you so much for the wisdom that comes through growing older. We thank you for life being such a, a good teacher, even though those lessons sometimes are hard to accept and to learn. We pray, God, that we can take them with hope and we can look forward to the time that we get to spend with you for all eternity. Help us that no matter what station we are in life, we always seek to glorify you. Help us to be better for you. It's in your son's precious name we pray. Amen. If we can help you in some way tonight, if you need the prayers and support of this church family, if maybe you'd like to study the Bible with myself, one of the elders, one of these guys, uh, we have plenty that are willing to do that with you. Uh, maybe you're ready to put on Christ in baptism, begin a daily walk with God. Uh, whatever the need is, Kevin's going to lead us in a song, and uh, you can come as we stand and as we sing.